Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. You should know what time it is, and I hope you know where you are. This is Tyler Sheff, and today I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Oh, Uncle Mike Marino is out flying the friendly skies. I talked to him about O-Dark 30 this morning. He was flying from L.A. to North Carolina uh, today, so that's what he spent his day doing. And I'm here going to talk to you fine folks about inflation. Now, that's a popular word. Everybody's talking about it. It's the buzzword. The White House doesn't want to admit that it's happening. Uh, the, the Fed is freaking out that it is happening, depending on what pundit or what news station you listen to. Who knows what the reality of times is. But here's what we all can agree on and what we all know is that everything is getting absolutely freaking expensive. Um, but I'm hearing a lot of chatter lately in the news and a lot coming from Washington on both sides of the aisle, the left, the right, everybody, is that they're under some preconceived notion that at some point there's a fix down the road. In other words, the right person will get elected or the wrong person will get out of office or whatever it may be, that something's going to happen that's going to make prices go down. And I'm here to tell you guys, I'm not an economist, don't pretend to be, but that's not accurate. That's not going to be the case. Um, the, this is what we call, not to bring back the old C word, but from the C word days, uh, better known as COVID, this is what we call the new normal. In other words, the prices that you see right now are where they're going to be. They're not going to fall. And I know what you're thinking, but Tyler, but Tyler, the economist said that the price of lumber will drop. Yes, that's a traded commodity. The the gross price of lumber traded or pork bellies or a gallon or barrel of oil or whatever it may be, those things will fluctuate in time. But don't think that's going to trickle down to you as the consumer because it's not. It's simply not. If you look at fuel prices, for example, remember back in the day that diesel used to cost, let's say, 75 cents a gallon for those of you that are on my age, and then gasoline was $1.85 a gallon? Well, now it's completely flipped. And as I've been driving across the country on our little summer vacation, got out to Wyoming, now I'm down in Utah, diesel and gasoline are about the same price out here. So what I, the trend that we're everybody's talking about happening is simply not going to come true. The prices that you see right now, what you pay for goods and services, is going to continue to climb. The difference is, is when inflation wanes, if they get a hold on inflation, if the Fed Reserve, the Fed, uh, Jerome Powell gets a, this interest rate thing the way he wants it, and he can slow down the inflation rate, by no means does that mean that the cost of a, of a gallon of milk or a bottle of water is going the other direction. That just means we've established a baseline. So what does that mean? Well, that means if you go to a, a local convenience store and you buy a bottle of water, and that bottle of water costs you, I don't know, let's say $1.75. I know this because I just bought one yesterday. $1.75 for a bottle of water. Well, that same bottle of water was around $0.89 cents this time last year. At no time will that bottle of water ever be below $1.75 at any future period. So a lot of you are sitting there thinking, well, it's okay. I'm going to vote and that's going to change things and it'll all get better. I don't have to make any changes within myself. And I'm here to tell you, you are bad, bad wrong. Um, that type of logic is going to get you in trouble because you're not preparing for the future. All right. You have to put yourself in an economic position to where your income, the amount of money that you generate, that your family or your household generates increases year over year at a rate higher than the rate of inflation. So, if you're the type of person right now that is living paycheck to paycheck and you're still getting bottle service at the club with your Amex card and you're having a tough time covering your credit card bills every month, you're in trouble. You're already broken. You don't know it. And you got to be paying attention to this stuff. It's 
of the utmost importance that you're paying attention to this stuff. Goods and services, as I said, they're not going to go down. A lot of people say, well, really, Tyler, what's inflation? And the definition is it's a sustained increase in the general price level of goods and services. What we're experiencing right now is what they call sticky prices, which means the prices resist downward movement even when inflation decreases. If tomorrow the Fed came out and said, hey, the good news, the inflation rate has dropped. It's now at the 2% we want it to be. Well, your bottle of water is still going to be $1.75. Really, it's going to be $1.79 because it was $1.75 yesterday. So keep in mind, things are going to continue to go up. There's no stopping it. And there is absolutely nothing, gonna, no indication that there's any possible way it will go backwards. Think about this way. Will you go to work tomorrow and accept less money? Will your employer accept less money for the goods and services that your company produces? The answer is no, absolutely not. Uh, this record high inflation, it's increased. It's increasing demand, number one, because people, the credit's easy, money's easy to come by right now. So people are out overspending. They're buying everything that's not tied down. This has hurt supply chain disruptions. What we're finding is during COVID, when a lot of the manufacturing got shut down and things couldn't get delivered from China, that created a backlog. Well, when the backlog cleared up, the log jam cleared up, all the stuff got released into the United States. People just bought more stuff. The price of goods did not go down. People just increased their spending. Okay. So you might be asking yourself, how does this impact me as a real estate investor? What does this mean, Tyler? Well, of course, the housing market's got to crash at some point, right? Well, not necessarily. And here's my logic. Bear with me. The cost of construction, number one, has grown out of control in the last couple of years. Um, my contractor says con- his 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 costs have doubled and in some case tripled over the last 24 months. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means that if it costs 10 grand to do a, a light cosmetic rehab on a rental property, it now costs 20 or 30 grand to get the exact same job done by the exact same contractor. Because now the contractor has to pay higher wages to keep up with the cost of inflation. The contractor's material cost has doubled, tripled, and in some cases even quadrupled. I know contractors that I've talked to across the country. Some of you are contractors that listen to this podcast. You've called in and what I'm hearing from the street is, Tyler, we bid jobs last year that we can no longer keep up with. I know a guy that's a home builder. He builds single family homes in central Florida. He bid uh, construction jobs and pre-sold houses. Let's say the construction cost was going to be, I don't know, $225,000. Now he finds out just his material cost is $225,000. So the labor portion of his bid got consumed by inflation. Well, what does that mean? That means he either has to renegotiate the contract with the home buyer, which is what he's doing in a lot of cases, or he's losing the job. When he loses the job, he starts losing staff because he doesn't have the work to pay them. And you can imagine how the rest of this thing plays out. Um, you got to, you go to Home Depot right now and you think, oh, well, the cost of lumber is not that high. It's a lot, it was a lot higher this summer. So you must be wrong, Tyler. Again, things like lumber are what they call traded commodities. Traded commodities, you will see fluctuations. But understand this, you are never going to go to Home Depot and pay less than a dollar for a two-by-four ever, ever again. I bought a two-foot-long two-by-four just the other day, and it was $2.64. That was for one that's two feet long. That was a cut piece of an eight-foot two-by-four. 
guys, this isn't changing. It's not going away. So we need to get aggressive and we need to get in front of it. This is the time that we need to focus on how can we generate more income for our home, for our household, because it's coming with or without us, whether we like it or not. Uh, when I'm looking at the cost of fuel and the cost of food, and I've driven from Florida, from Key West uh, up to Georgia, and then all the way across the country over to Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming. We've been up to Montana. We're down in Utah now. And then we're heading back east to go up to New York. And I've seen the effects of the economy across the country in the last 30 days, and it's been unbelievable. People are talking about it all over the place. The cost of everything. Going out for dinner, people complain about, oh, everything's expensive in Key West. By those standards, Key West is actually becoming inexpensive. Uh, I just said, somebody told me there's a new restaurant that opened up in a little town in Chiefland, Florida, which is like Podunk, USA, where they went out for a box of chicken at Kentucky Fried Chicken. A box of chicken, some biscuits, and three sides cost them $44. And this is in a low-income Central Florida, West Coast of Florida, little Podunk town. These are folks that don't have a lot of money and don't have a lot of means, $44 for a box of fried chicken. That same box of fried chicken was under $20 this time last year. I saw that. Uh, I was reading an article on it today, and it was kind of alarming. That's just a box of chicken. So if you think the real estate market's suddenly going to crash because of this, I, I got news for you. For the new houses to continue to get sold, the only way the prices of those goods can go is up. In other words, the properties need to sell for more money to cover the cost of construction, or they're going to stop construction. If they stop or slow down construction, cost of rents and cost of existing inventory will continue to climb. And this is the thing you got to think about. I know a lot of people are out there with the envelope to their head, like Johnny Carson, trying to prophesy that, oh, it's okay. I'll wait for the market to crash before I do something to change my situation before I buy a rental property. I'm here to tell you, I don't think those days are coming anytime soon. Yes, there will be quote unquote, micro crashes in different markets across the country. But I don't think the nationwide economy or the nationwide housing market as a whole is going to crash like it did in 2008. It's a whole different game now. We're playing under a different set of rules. So if you're sitting on the sidelines, which I know many of you are waiting for something to change to make prices go down, I got news for you. Buckle up, Buttercup, because you're going to be have to take part in being okay with poverty. You are never going to be able to build wealth with that mindset. You're going to continue to be where you are now. And if you're not happy with the way you are now or where you are now financially, then now is the time to make radical changes. This is where you start thinking about, okay, well, maybe Tyler's right. What if I buy a rental property, but then maybe he's wrong and the market will crash. Well, maybe I will be wrong and maybe the market would crash. But if you've got a rental property, how does that directly impact you? Answer yourself that question. Run through that risk reward scenario. If the housing market crashes, if the price of a rental, you go out and buy a rental right now and you spend, I don't know, $250,000 on a rental, and the next day that rental's worth $150,000, as a cash flow investor, how does that impact you? The answer is it doesn't, provided that you have a fixed interest rate long-term mortgage. As long as your mortgage payment doesn't change, your investment will not downgrade. In fact, as if the real estate market did crash and more homes became vacant, went into foreclosure, you have a supply and demand imbalance, which means there'll be a lot of vacant houses that are not being rented, which means people will still be looking for a place to rent, which is going to drive the price of rents up. That is what spawned the last 10-year cycle where rents went through the ceiling. 
I don't know if the last time you paid five to six, seven hundred dollars a month in rent or even a mortgage payment, but it's been a long time since I've done that. And I'm here to tell you that that's no longer the case. You cannot rent anything anywhere unless you're in uh, East LA or South Memphis for basically less than a thousand dollars a month in any major market, unless it's a complete dump and probably on fire. So in the end, you've got to really look at the whole picture here and be realistic. Prices have never gone down. They've never gone backwards. The price of a gallon of milk, a pack of cigarettes, a gallon of gas, or a car have never gone backwards. I know that the Ford F-150 used to be a $20,000 vehicle brand new, and that wasn't that long ago. There is no such thing as a Ford Ford truck these days under forty dollars or $50,000 for a very stripped base model with an AM radio in any market. doesn't matter where it is. And once they've got you used to paying that, which they do because people are buying cars like crazy, lots of guys out there running around with a couple thousand dollar uh, loan payments on their vehicles, their depreciating assets, they've got you used to it. You've already taken the crack. You're hooked. You're not going, they're not going to take you backwards because there's no incentive to go backward, right? There is no indicator out there. And I'm, if you disagree, send me an email, uh, Tyler cashflowguys.com. I'd love to hear your opinion. And if you have an, have an opinion on this and you want to get on the podcast and talk about it and come up with some concrete reasons that you convince me otherwise, then let's do it. Let's talk about it. But I'm here to tell you, this is not going to change for the better. It's going to continually get worse. Things are going to get more expensive. You've got to start implementing strategies to hedge yourself and your family against inflation. When you've got writing a lease and you're a landlord, you've got to make sure you build periodic rent increases in there. You've got to do that. Uh, if you don't do that, you're going to get swallowed whole by this inflation. You got to make sure that your rental income keeps pace with inflation to safeguard your returns. Guys, you should right now be getting a, a rent increase of at least 8 to 10% per year. And if you oh, I don't want to do that to my tenants, that's not nice, whatever. Well, your tenant's not going to be real happy when your property falls into foreclosure. And you're not going to be happy when you're making mortgage payments and actually losing money on your rental because you didn't take my advice. And now you got yourself in hot water. So you're going to have to start building these in. If your leases are already expired and you're working off a month to month, now's a great time to do another annual lease, update the rent, get it caught up, maybe do some improvements to make them happy, but let them realize, hey, the cost has gone up. Just this morning, we've had a re repeat guest of one of our, our vacation rentals that comes every year. It's a large family. They rent a couple of apartments. And we have continued to raise the rates every year. And just this morning, he's like, oh, man, you know, it's getting to the point I can't afford it. It's too much. Can you give me a discount? And the answer was, unfortunately, no, I can't give you a discount. On that particular property, my insurance has gone from $2,000 a year to $12,000 a year. Uh, that's a huge increase. So no, there's no possible way I can give you a discount. I hate to lose your business, but I'm going to have to fo focus on folks that can pay the difference because it's not my job to pay the insurance. That's the tenant's job. Guys, here's a great time for you to think about the assets you have that are not performing and maybe diversify a little bit. If you've got a rental property that's barely performing or underperforming, or maybe you got sucked into that DSCR, debt service coverage ratio loan, and you bought an Airbnb, and it's not playing out like you said, the realtor lied to you, it's not making the $600,000 a year that they, everybody told you it would make at the real estate club. Maybe it's time to, to call a realtor and get the thing listed and get it sold. Uh, I'm starting to list those properties now in the Tampa Bay market, also in the Key West market, because people are realizing that the writing's on the wall. Uh, these expenses are out of control, and they did not allow for these expenses when they bought these properties. Sometimes, guys, it makes sense to cut your losses, save a little face, then, then to ride the 
the uh, ride yourself into the flames and burn to the ground. Sell these properties, maybe refinance them. And by refinancing, I don't mean take money out of them. I mean change the loan terms if you can get a loan that makes sense. If you bought recently and the interest rate was were up higher and you can maybe drop it and get a, a point or two off, do the math. See if that makes financial sense. Start looking at adding additional properties to your portfolio. Everybody else is probably feeling the same pinch that you are. And I'm telling you, the deals are, are starting to come to light because people are getting ready to dump these properties even at a loss. Apartment syndicators, a lot of them are in trouble. A lot of them are, are in great shape, but there's a lot of them that are in trouble. They did these deals. They were hoping on future appreciation. In some, a lot of markets, we've hit rent caps, which means that the rent that they thought they were going to keep continue to raise every year, they went a little too lofty. They didn't do all of their due diligence, and now they can't get the rent increases or they can't maintain the vacancy. Well, that means to you, you can go in and buy a deal, okay, buy a great deal. This is time, the time better than ever that you have to really get down to brass tacks and negotiate everything. Negotiate all your expenses. Call your insurance company, property managers. See if you can get uh, releases. Get focused on bringing more money in the door. Great. Build connections with lenders, contractors, anybody you can think of that can help you become a bigger, better investor, help you get lower cost and higher revenue. Those are the two things you got to focus on. Guys, I'm going to leave it right there. I hope you have a great week and we will catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.